0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at CertainPOV.com. Or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: Yay. Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we are continuing... Our time travel story, Uh, last week we told you about a story from DC Comics called The Greatest Hero of Them All, which apparently ended up being Superboy. Isn't that right, Chris?
1: Yep. Yeah, the uh, final story of the adventures of Superman as a boy, basically. Uh,
0: This week we were going to challenge ourselves to cast that same story in the Marvel Universe and see how it is that that would play out. Chris and I both have a separate story and we are here to tell you about it. But, as always before, we are going to talk about what is new on the spinnerack this week for New Comic Book Day. Chris, take it away.
1: All right, fans, this Tuesday from DC Comics, you will have the newest issue of Action Comics 1032, which features a guest appearance by Aquaman. So if you want to see the crazy new adventures that Philip Kennedy Johnson is putting the Man of Steel through, definitely check it out. It's been nothing but good stuff, so that's great to hear. Batman Fortnite Zero Point Issue 3 is getting a second printing. That's right, Batman Fortnite. It's a license to print money. Uh, we will be getting a brand new mini series, Batman Reptilian, featuring the art by Liam Sharp. So Garth Enos and Liam Sharp are teaming up to give us, a, I imagine, a Killer Croc story. So that, that should be interesting. That's and what I was going to we'll be following under the. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, that's what I was going to ask. That is it, is Reptilian? Does that mean it's a Killer Croc story? And then yeah, you were about to say this is a Black Label comic. So once again, as Black Label goes. At this point, when it's being created, the story is not part of continuity, but if it is cool enough and people enjoy it enough, it could become part of regular continuity. But then again, DC, DC is doing a thing where it's like, we don't need continuity anymore. We, we had that whole Christ and in Infernois, made everything in one world, decided that wasn't cool anymore. We're going to make everything multiple.
1: Yep, exactly. If you ask a question about continuity, the question is always going to be, yes, the question <laughs> mark at the end. <laughs> uh, let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll pulling up the official description. So the book is described as What Strikes Fear Into the Hearts of Those Who Terrorize Gotham. It used to be Batman, but something far more frightening than a mere man stalks the shadows. And it's after Gotham's villains. How savage must a monster be to haunt the dreams of monsters?
0: Oh, so, so it's new character all the Maybe it is
1: Killer Croc. Maybe it isn't. Not too sure. But, yeah, you take uh, Liam, Liam Sharp's uh, crazy imagination, toss it in with the wicked thoughts of Garth Enos, and put it under the black label. Yeah, you're going to have something twisted there. So uh, this is definitely not the book you want your kids reading.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. Yeah, and actually, I'm kind of cheating here looking at uh, the Bill Sankowitz variant cover. Uh, it definitely looks like it is teasing some killer croc action, uh, which would make sense. I mean, he's been a villain who's been featured in a movie, so you know, it's not too far fetched that he should get some action.
0: Yeah, I mean, but him becoming a hero or at least going against other villains seems interesting, so
1: yeah. Well, there you go. That's how he figures out he'll, he'll get higher up on the food chain that way. Because I like this, uh, the Cully Hammer variant. So we see all the movie characters, basically Poison Ivy with her eyes red, plused out, X'd out. Uh, Mr. Freeze, Two-Face, Catwoman, Penguin, Joker. We see a little bit of hint of the Riddler. So, yeah, that features all the uh, Joel Schumacher... Um <laughs> Christopher Nolan villains, you know, so it's like, hey, you know, so However, Killer Croc is like I want a movie.
0: <laughs> in that in that that cover, uh Batman himself has reptilian eyes, so it makes me think maybe whatever it is that changed Killer Croc is being used to change Batman. Maybe he's doing like a yeah. uh, uh Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde kind of thing.
1: It looks that way. So it's going to be interesting to see what their uh, catch is going to be for this story. So we'll have to follow up with that.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, the see. cover on this next one you're about to talk about that, that has me intrigued.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So Batman Superman issue 19, uh, Ivan rise and Jean Loon Yang have teamed up and yeah, we're going to see, uh, the adventures of cowboy Batman and cowboy Superman. <laughs> so it looks pretty wild. Um, <laughs> You know, honestly, I I would have to say, Mitch, with your love of movies, I think this current run by uh, Gene would be perfect for you because since he's gotten on the book, he's definitely homaged the golden ages of Superman and Batman, but not just in comic book form, but in in like TV uh, movie format as well. So it's kind of traveling along through a cinematic phase, a television phase of Batman and Superman as they're moving through time so i don't know if it's them actually moving through time or if it's like yeah here's the superman and batman of cowboy era or whatever the case may be so it's it's definitely interesting uh the sad news though i did find out with our recent release of dc solicits that this series is coming to an end so uh maybe this will just be one of those trade paperbacks to pick up to Check out the adventure. But if you want to give uh Gene and company some love, definitely pick up these issues before it ends. Then we have the big one, Checkmate is back. That's right. Brian, Michael Bendis, and Alex Mavelee have brought back the Checkmate group. Uh, this time we are featuring Director Bones, Manhunter, Lois Lane. Green arrow for some reason, and I think this even prompted me to text you. I was just in such a weird, mind blown idea like, wait, here's this think tank of all the greatest uh spies Lois Lane, The Question, uh, Damien, Steve Trevor, Manhunter Bones, and Talia. And for some reason, oh, yeah, let's put uh, let's put uh, Ollie in there. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think Ollie is uh, he doesn't have the temperament to figure something out. He's just like, I'm going to fire a boxing glove at it because I'm that
0: upset. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so this will be interesting. Uh this spins out of the uh, Leviathan, so uh Bendis's big opus in the DC universe. So if you want to catch some of the new stuff there, definitely check it out. And there's a new character, Damian Rose. So, this should be interesting to learn about uh, what's going on with Damien's as he hunts down Lois Lane. So, that means some Superman action will be involved. Uh, there is a nice Matt T- Taylor variant cover. So, I thought this would definitely be pretty cool for you, Mitch. Uh, this green arrow, I don't know, being analyzed or. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. You got two covers to pick up this week, buddy. (laughs) Uh, More to come on that in a second. So we've got, uh, moving along, Detective Comics 1038. uh, Huntress, the Helena Wayne version, will definitely be playing up a lot of new story arcs here. So definitely check this out, because there's going to be a lot of uh, plans for her later on in the year. Harley Quinn issue 4 will be out, as we see the uh, lovable laughing lady take up Solomon Grundy. So that should be interesting to see. And if you're collecting... Chris Anka will be providing a Pride Month cardstock variant. So definitely check that out. Uh, the big moment is here Infinite Frontier. So Joshua Williamson will be teaming up with artist Zermanico uh, and they'll be exploring the Omniverse or whatever it is they're calling it. I forget, but this is going to be huge. Uh, and I will say this I, I, I did a sneak peek. I didn't write the review on this one, but I did a sneak peek of this issue. Uh, Roy Harper fans, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Lantern fans, pick it up if you're invested in the emotional spectrum. Maybe I've said too much. Maybe I haven't said enough. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to this book, so I hope Joshua Williamson uh, definitely sticks the landing because I think there's a lot of cool stuff that can be played here uh justice league issue 63 will be out uh brian michael bendis and ram v will be taking the league on some extraordinary adventures as we can see on this cover uh looks like black adam will have to be proving himself as he's chained up and we're going to be exploring why the league is looking at him and naomi for potential membership nice mr miracle the source of freedom issue 2 will be out so the adventures of shiloh Uh, Norman will be going on as he tackles the legacy of Mr. Miracle because he is actually the third Mr. Miracle and Scott Free is actually the second Mr. Miracle. So we'll be exploring those two heritage and how it weighs on the young man. Uh, Robin issue three will be out. So a lot of people have been loving this fight club Island that's been going on. And there's a special cover B variant by Francis Manipal, uh, the cardstock variant, which has a big return of a character that Mitch loves. So Connor Hawk is back.
0: I can't wait.
1: Yeah. There's something else. I'm, I'm, I'm that is, this is what's, I'm, this is what's something that's refreshing about DC, uh infinite frontier characters coming back. Like, I can appreciate the new 52 um i always think of rafa when we talk about it because i and i think you might have felt the same way maybe i'm overstepping here but that kind of felt like a good moment to exit dc comics you know it was just like okay everything that i've been reading came to a stop um it's not all connected anymore who knows what's what um everything was big then it really shrank out. Like I, like I've talked to you before, you know, the flash family was huge. Barry Allen came back and then it got reduced to just Barry. Uh, luckily the green lanterns were rolling high at that point due to the emotional spectrum, but the Superman family got hammered hard. Luckily the bat family survived, but some of the characters went missing. Uh, luckily with rebirth and now infinite frontier, we're getting more characters back. So I'm always excited to see that because you may call them green arrow, you might call him Connor Hawk, but no matter what, there is a fan out there who loves that character. Mm-hmm. And DC, thank you for embracing legacy because it's important. So I'm so glad to see that that's happening. All right, enough of that sentimental BS. Uh, Moving along, Ruby, the uh, cartoon, will be teaming up with the Justice League. So if you want to check that out, issue three will be out on the stands for the physical print ones. Uh, Superman issue 32 will be out. So Philip Kennedy Johnson has two times the Superman action. So we get to see uh, Superman and his son go on adventures teen titans academy number four will be out as we get to explore who red X is and discover more information and again if you're collecting variant cubs variant covers uh, there will be a pride month variant for issue four uh, wonder woman black and gold number. 1 will be out. That's right. It worked for Batman with black and white. It worked for Superman with red and blue. So now Wonder Woman is going to get the black and gold treatment. And you know what? I gotta say, I am liking the colors from these. Um, Being on Twitter, I've seen a couple of the artists post some artwork. It looks good. The gold pops nicely on that black and white art. So I think this is a great uh, color combo. Very nice. So if you had to pitch Green Arrow as a color book what are your two colors
0: i mean it sounds like you have to have black as one of them so it's black and green no
1: yeah that could work black white and green that wouldn't play too bad yeah um, uh, you'd have to put blonde in there just because i want that goatee to pop all the time
0: <laughs> uh i love it that way you could also have uh black canary in the book with her blonde hair
1: hey there you go everybody wins
0: black white and blonde
1: uh, yep let's see moving along wonder woman issue 774 will be out so we're getting close to 775 and fans because i know there's more than just me dead man made an appearance in issue 773 so there's hope that he will be playing more in this storyline when it comes to collected editions dc through the 80s the experiments hardcover will be out so the cover teases Watchmen, swamp thing Dark Knight Returns, Camelot 3000, uh, Ambush Bug, and various others. So it'll be very interesting to see what makes the cut. And I think what will be more exciting will be the essays inside these books because some of these 80s editors are still alive, and they're going to talk about how they decided to try publishing some wild and crazy ideas back in the 1980s. Wild and Um, crazy ideas. (laughs) sorry Uh, oh that that works we're gonna have to make that a sound bite i want to use that now every week (laughs) Uh, let's see we've got future state justice league being collected as a trade paperback green lantern john stewart will be getting a celebration of 50 years old yes he's getting up there in age but he is still one of the best green lanterns out there
0: hold up a second
1: justice What's up? So
0: that Future State, that's just the Justice League book? There's not they don't have the other Future State books that were available at the time.
1: There will so they've broken it up into families. I think it basically went Batman, Superman, Justice League, and I could be reaching maybe just one of them I forget, but in this book we will get the Justice League two issues. The Flash two issues, the Green Lantern two issues, and the Aquaman two issues. Mm. So they'll build it as Justice League so that way they could contain the other characters because even though they have big families in their books, they don't have a lot of titles being published. Gotcha. So that's how they'll play this one. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, that would be something. Could you imagine some point we could potentially live in a a world where Aquaman has two titles?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's never going to happen, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it probably won't. (laughs) I mean, I guess Uh, I could see see an Aquaman book and a Mira book.
1: I could see it that way, yeah. Yeah. Aqua Family. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, Let's see. So this is going to be a big one. I highly recommend it. I enjoyed this series. Justice League, the new 52 omnibus volume one. So Jeff Johns and Jim Lee kicked off the new 52 era with their Justice League number one, which led to a origin uh, update. So, this is the moment we get Cyborg on the team, and this is pretty much kind of the hope for the movie. Uh, it got lost in translation, but that's okay because most things do when it comes to DC movies. But this store, or sorry, this omnibus will take us all the way from the first arc, basically moving up to the Trinity of Sin. So, I think they'll probably get this collection in two. So, if you want to get um, a great run on Justice League by Jeff Johns, definitely pick this one up. So if you head to your comic shops on Wednesday, oh wait wait uh, wait, wait, Amazing wait, Spider, oh go a ahead. second,
0: just a second, because you were talking about uh, with what was it, Wonder Woman seven seventy three had the appearance of Deadman. Uh, uh-huh. I wanted to bring up since we kind of we were having a conversation before we started recording, and so a little behind the scenes, folks, uh, we were talking about the actor Adrian Brody and who uh, he could play in the Marvel universe, but. <laughs> marva adrian brody as as dead man i think i kind of dig that idea
1: i'm not totally against it i don't I'm, I'm not i don't feel it feel it but he would be a good pick for it i think he's got the body type uh the only hard part would be height because typically acrobats are shorter folks Fair. but i mean he's got the chops i think he could give me that angry young man who then eventually finds the joy of life and becomes a happier person for it so it's not a bad pick
0: okay just wanted to i just wanted to bring that up as as one of your your top characters how would you feel about adrian brody playing <laughs> playing the role
1: yeah, that's not too bad there you go so hashtag adrian adrian brody is dead we 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 trended now <laughs> Ooh, wow
0: that's it it's good it's gonna be a good one
1: <laughs> alright let's see uh, so yeah, so yes this Wednesday uh, from Marvel Comics we will be getting Amazing Spider-Man issue 69 uh, so the um, the Sinister War is going on right now and also I don't know if people are going to be excited about this or not and I don't mean to sound too cool to Nick Spencer but Nick Spencer will be leaving the uh, Amazing Spider-Man book so uh, it'll be interesting to see who they will announce as the next creative team and I believe with the legacy numbers, we'll also be approaching a giant anniversary issue as well, maybe 750. So, uh, but he's been on the book for quite a while, so can I, it'll be very interesting to see how he wraps it up.
0: Can I also ask you a question? Out, uh, after Steve Ditko, do you do you do you think of Mark Bagley as a or Bagley, however you are supposed to? I think it's supposed to be Bagley as uh, Bagley. like the quintessential Spider-Man artist
1: oh yeah no I, I definitely do um but it, it helps because of the era we grew up in true um mark bagley is fast <laughs> yeah so he tends to be on a lot of spider-man books and when i say fast i do not mean that in a disrespectful way the guy is fast like he produces quality artwork i mean he's the only guy i've seen that could probably do a weekly miniseries and ship it on time um but I mean when I think of the clone saga, he's there. Uh, ultimate Spider Man. I mean, he darn near did every issue. So it's yeah. it's very exciting. Um so yeah, he's definitely I mean I personally have even had to choose between a Ditko Spider Man or a Bagley Spider Man. I'm going to go Bagley. So, you know, I, he's, he's way up there in my, uh, hall of fame, Spider-Man artists. Do
0: you have, do you have any other, I mean, obviously Todd McFarlane is, is is a big Spider-Man artist for a lot of people. Do you have any other, uh, artists up there that is, uh, a quintessential Spider-Man artist?
1: So I, I definitely, I, I appreciate John Romita senior. I think his, uh, his Peter Parker is definitely kind of one that's definitely stuck in my mind. um, Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of names now, and like my encyclopedia must be low on Wi-Fi because I cannot picture anybody. <laughs> I know
0: my one um, of mine is. Uh, oh man, I just dropped his name. Uh, the artist, oh Humberto Ramos. Uh, I I always think of his Spider-Man run because that was when I was reading Spider-Man the most. I think. Uh, there's also. Um, uh, well, I mean, for some people, John Ramita Jr. is, is a big pull, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually it's fine. Cause normally I, I don't care for his art, but I think with him teaming up with JMS, the writer, that was a great era. So I, I can, I can make the excuse for it. I can allow it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gil Kane. I was just thinking about that. Gil Kane was actually, uh, a big kind of bronze age era artist on Spider-Man. Uh, he drew the classic, the night, the the night Gwen Stacy died. So that was one of his big ones. Okay. Uh, Ross Andrew, uh, he drew Spider-Man for the big Superman, Spider-Man team up. Uh, let's see. It's funny. I pulled up artists, but they still list the writers anyway. Yeah. Uh, Eric Larson, I forgot he drew some Spider-Man. So there was some stuff there. Um, Oh man, I'm trying to find. It was a specific artist. Sadly, he just passed away. Um, gosh, I feel like such a jerk. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, Mike Wintergo, uh, Winringo. He definitely did some good Spider-Man too. He uh, he he gave it definitely like kind of a cartoony vibe, but still had it. Um, proportionate enough that it looked normal so I, I enjoyed his version of peter parker and spider-man as well um Stuart Amonin, he's another artist that that is very quick has great turnarounds and um he did some good spider-man stuff um it was kind of i think he was on it towards the end of dan slot's run so he got to play with a lot of uh um costume design Mm. So I think that's another big thing that r- artists want to do when they when they when they draw Spider-Man is, hey, we're going to have to make a figure or sorry, we're gonna have to make a new costume because we're going to get a Marvel legend out of this. So I think that, that's a big one that's on the top of the list of being Spider-Man artists as well.
0: Very cool. I just wanted to bring that up because, like, seeing Mark Bagley doing that—that uh, that current run of Spider-Man just brought up. Like, I, I always see his name associated with Spider-Man. So, uh, obviously, other people enjoy his work just as much as I do.
1: Yeah, here we go. I finally found it. Uh, Tom Lyle.
0: Tom Lyle. Okay. Tom
1: Lyle was the artist. Yeah, he—he's uh, definitely very much that. Mid 90s clone saga era, uh, so I definitely appreciated him. Um, and I also forgot too because then they pulled up another variant. Uh, but J. Scott Campbell, he can draw a pretty good Spider Man as well. That's true, yeah. Uh, he did a lot of cover work mostly, yeah. Gosh, that's a, I'll have to explore a lot of those covers later, but that's a good question. We'll have maybe that that should be a list we should look at sometime. I like All it. Right. well Let's see, moving along, uh, Captain Marvel issue 29 is out and that's right. The surprise hookup Captain Marvel and Dr. Strange. Ooh. Uh, they had a one night stand. So we're going to be exploring some of the fallout in that regard. So that'll be very interesting to see how it plays. Uh, Fantastic Four Life Story number two will be out. So while it's not credited as an official what if, I still have this fall under the category. So this is what if the Fantastic Four aged in real time? So back in 1961 when they appeared, what if they lived out their days in those eras? Sadly, this does not tie into Spider-Man Life Story, which I feel is a missed... uh, a missed connection that they could have done because I would love to see Marvel life story and see how the Marvel universe itself plays out in this timeline. Gamma flight. Number one will be out. So as we were talking about last week, yep. Alpha flight, it's just not powerful enough. So they've got to find ways to play with those Greek letters to make it go. And so this one definitely seems uh, very Hulk themed to have the t- team going after, I don't know, gamma rated menaces. Um, We will also be having Guardians of the Galaxy, Issue 15, which will be leading us towards the next Annihilation, so definitely keep your eyes out there. Heroes Return number 1 will be out. That's right, Jason Aaron's opus to Heroes Reborn will be coming to a conclusion. So the Avengers are back, but we haven't won the war yet, so it'll be interesting to see how they stop the Squadron Supreme of America and restore the timeline as to what it should have been. Boy, it's interesting. Marvel is really playing a lot with timelines. Hmm. Um, I wonder why. Let's see. Also uh, in, in recognition of pride month, Marvel voices will be doing Marvel voices pride. So this will be featuring a lot of characters from the community. Uh, So there's some great covers out there. You've got a team cover. uh, You've got a America Chavez cover, and you've got a Hulkling Wiccan cover as well and i'm not too sure what two characters are on this cover d but chris anka will be drawing some more uh cover e will feature the upcoming new captain america so this might be an issue that is going to be contentious because the character should be appearing first in the united states of captain america But it looks like he might be making his first appearance here in Marvel Voices. So, if you're on the hunt for a brand new character first appearance, that definitely might be a book to check out. And they've got enough variant covers to take us all the way to the letter M.
0: Ooh, wow. (laughs) This month's
1: cover is brought to you by the letter M. (laughs) uh reptile is back in his own little series so definitely if you want to support the boy who can turn into dinosaurs definitely check this out sword issue six will be out and as we saw from planet size x-men there was a huge revelation so we'll definitely be seeing some of the fallout from the hellfire gala silk issue four will be out continuing the adventures of cindy moon uh, we've got Web, W-E-B of Spider-Man, number two out as well if you want to explore more of the science side of Spider-Man. Way of X, issue three will be out. And I can't look at Nightcrawler the same anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, you can't. Uh, that image was going around the internet this week
1: uh yeah so maybe we'll tell you about that uh let's see wolverine issue 13 will be out which also ties into the hellfire gala uh we also then have x-men legends number four with Luis and walt simonson coming back to the classic x-factor so if you want to revisit those mid 80s days definitely check it out As for collected editions, King and Black Return of the Valkyries will be getting collected in trade. Marvel Masterworks will be collecting Uncanny X-Men Volume 13. And I'm so excited about this because now I no longer have to buy Uncanny X-Men Masterworks anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been collecting these things since they were $50. Now they've jumped up to the $100 mark. Holy moly, that is a price. Uh, But this takes me to issue 199, which is the last Cyclops issue of Uncanny X-Men, where him and Storm have the big duel. Actually, I think it's 201. And fun little trivia fact about issue 201, this is where we first meet Cyclops' baby son. So a lot of people try to argue that that should be considered the first appearance of Cable. So it's tough because at the time, I don't think they were thinking of him as as Cable, but technically it is. So, wild, wild stuff there. Uh, Miles Morales' Ultimate End Graphic Novel will be produced. Uh, Silk Out of the Spider-Verse, Volume 2. U.S. Agent American Z-Lot will be collecting the recent Christopher Priest series in trade paperback. And then X-Men Epic Collection, Volume 19, Mutant Genesis. So this will take us from the spread out X-Men universe, and then reuniting it under the brand brand new launched back then in the 90s, X-Men number one by Claremont and Lee. And that is your spinner rack.
0: Wow. That is quite the spinner rack for this week. Okay. Now that we've talked about what is new, let's talk about what is ours. We have decided to create a storyline that mirrors the DC comic storyline uh, of the hero, the greatest hero of all time, which Chris, I think we're gonna have to go through those numbers again. It was uh, Legions of Superhero number thirty-seven and thirty-eight, as well as Superman number something, and then
1: Superman number eight, I believe, and then Action Comics
0: like three fifty-nine. Uh,
1: 359 or 391. 391, One that's right. 591. There 5 we 99. go. 591.
0: <laughs> we were close.
1: <laughs> yep. So Legion of Superheroes 3738. Uh Superman from Volume 2, issue 8, and then Action Comics 591. So those four issues tell us the sad, tragic finale. Of Superboy.
0: So, if you tune into last week, or if you'd like to go back and listen to that story, we will t- we give you the rundown on what that that whole four issue story arc contains and what it is that uh, how it how it restructured somewhat of the Legion uh, going forward from that point because the Legion kind of exists outside of the timeline, which with also knowing all of the timeline of the DC, uh, Time Trapper is a very interesting villain for them. Especially since they deal with time travel so much, because the book takes place in the future, so for it to be related back to us, they have to come back to the past a lot, so that we we are more interested in them. Um, in that in that storyline, though, we 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 get reconnected to the Superboy that they uh, first visited back in I don't know what year that comic book was published, Chris. Um, oh, not
1: in fifties, early fifties, <laughs> the early
0: fifties. So. Uh, them getting to revisit the character that essentially cre- uh, was the reason why the Legion was created is a big, big, pivotal uh, story. So let's go ahead and get into the Marvel side of that story. Chris, why don't you go ahead and go first?
1: <coughs> okay, so we are making our own version of this, so I decided to challenge myself and look for a character who has a complicated history like Superboy. Uh, Superboy, as we've known him, was originally Cal-El, Clark Kent, and these were the adventures of him as a boy. But when DC restarted itself after the Great Crisis, John Byrne didn't feel Superboy was a worthwhile character because we know what's going to happen to him. He's not going to get killed. He's going to survive to grow up to be a man. So I looked at Marvel and I asked, myself who is a complicated character and that's not too hard of a question to ask but i was drawn to this one because it's actually uh so mitch knows me very well i have my seven i've always been fascinated by that number seven uh i think it's a great number for a team but this character almost made the cut uh they definitely would have been they'd be my number eight and funny enough i kind of consider them to be the uh tim drake of the Marvel Universe, but I'm looking towards Vance Astrovic, a.k.a. Justice. So, Justice is quite the interesting character. Uh, We first meet him as Marvel Boy when he uh, first appears in Giant Size Defenders number 5 all the way back in 1975. Um, He was just kind of a pop-up hero here and there, and at the same time, they also had Vance Astrovic, become the character Major Victory. And Major Victory makes his first appearance in Marvel Super Heroes number 18, which is the same issue as the first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, not Chris Pratt, but it did feature <laughs> Yondu, but he wasn't your daddy just yet. So in this case, I thought that would be great to play with this character. Uh, there's even a Marvel-like What if or what though, where they play with the idea of these two characters meeting because for some reason somebody messed up, you know, it was like, Yay, let's take this character and have him be the same thing. Um, I think the thought process was since uh, Vance Astro appears first as Major Victory in '69, I think somebody decided to take Vance Astro Vic and have him appear as a young mutant boy in the 1975 era, so that way he could grow up and become this character. So it was kind of a, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but a little bit of an homage to Superboy. So I thought this would be a neat one to play with. But in this tragic tale, it won't be the Superboy who gets destroyed. It'll be the Guardians, because the Guardians of the Galaxy, they've been around for a long time, as I mentioned before, all the way back to 1969, but nobody really cares about them. Like, if you look at their first promotional art, they look horrible. One guy is wide with a giant bowl for the head. Uh, The other guy looks like a giant crystal. You see the beginnings of Yondu. And the funny part is, on the far left of this group shot is Vance Astro, the character I like. But he does not look anything cool (laughs) at all. He looks like a purple guy with blue arms. Uh, Eventually, they do redesign him to get that kind of Captain America look. But obviously, that's because he's wielding the shield. But anyways, so... Let me address the questions first. So who is the Legion, the team from the future? I plan on taking the guardians of the galaxy for that namesake, because originally, uh, they were created to be a future set of heroes. Uh, let's see. They were supposed to appear. Let me find a year. Um, yep. They appear in the year 25,000 plus. So we definitely see a lot of, what would that be? The 26th century. Mm Mm-hmm. I always forget if it goes up or down but anyway so yeah so they're they're well ahead in the future um so they will be my team that is inspired that way uh they actually do take a little bit of inspiration from captain america so i thought that was kind of a neat homage to the legion of superheroes uh, oh, uh referencing superman um so my superman in this case would be major victory and then the superboy would be his younger self justice um, my time trapper. Now, this is where I struggled, so I took the easy way out since I was gonna take on a hard task. Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> um, um, I figure with his nifty little abilities, he should be able to chop this branch of the timeline. So, how does it play out? Good question. Let's find out. So, I will take us to modern times where we have a young Vance Astrovic and he is currently justice of the new warriors life is good he's been a former avenger he helped train over at the avengers academy so everything's fine but all of a sudden let's give him kind of one of those michael j fox moments where he starts noticing hey my hand's vanishing what's going on with me meanwhile at that same point in the multiverse of time Uh, Vance Astro major victory will be leading the guardians of the galaxy. But then all of a sudden we start noticing that he's phasing out and eventually he just goes entirely away and the shield drops. So this prompts the guardians of the galaxy to wonder what happened to their leader. Where is he? Why is he gone? Um, So as they do some research on this character, they start to discover that there is a counterpart to him living on Earth-616. So, you know, as you do with any superhero team, you go back and discover what's going on. So they come back to our time and team up with Justice. The moment the Guardians do arrive, obviously Justice will be kind of like... Who are you, people? You know, you kind of look like scary monsters. So we have to have our superhero fight just because that's how they did it even in the Legion story. So young Justice starts fighting them. Um, But in this fight, the Guardians accidentally kill Justice. So they themselves, the Guardians, caused this ripple in time that they're trying to save. So that causes Kang to appear, and he's like, what are you guys doing? You know, (laughs) you can't go back and step on butterflies or kill young mutant heroes. So the Guardians are scared. They don't know what they've done. So this is where Kang kind of works out the deal that the Time Trapper did, and he says, look, what I can do is I can prune your specific timeline and let you live on in your own pocket universe, so that way they could be Guardians of the Galaxy because – as they discovered in modern times, they don't have a Groot or a rocket. So they're not as popular. Um, so with that in mind, these Guardians basically have to work for Kang, and so Kang helps restore the timeline, brings justice to life, which then brings major victory back to light. But now these Guardians of the Galaxy will wind up working for Kang, so I will change that Guardians of the Galaxy, instead of just having them be stuck as the pocket universe, they'll be the Guardians of the Timeline. So that's how they'll live on. So their adventures will still be in continuity, but it was never a focus on space. It's a focus on time. So that way, when they teamed up with the Avengers for the famous Corvax saga, it still makes sense. You don't have to feel like your back issues were robbed of you. It's just it was never about space. It was about time. Hmm. And then Justice, well... Hopefully he'll be a popular enough character that we will still be excited about his adventures, even though we know major victory is out there in the future. So that's my pitch. That's the story I would go for. Um, I think I would like to call this the guard or the greatest guardian of space and time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, there's so much going on with the guardians. So I love the fact that you have, uh, the you know this this storyline happening and and uh bringing in king the conqueror obviously i mean yes it's it's the the time traveler that we all kind of expect but there's a reason for that he is the marvel time traveler he's the he's the catalyst for so much so i i'm enjoying this
1: yeah yeah i figured he'd be i mean obviously he's going to be very popular very quickly here um And when I think of characters, like it's interesting because like I've been thinking on the side and I was like, huh, who would be a good DC version of Kang? So my mind initially went to um, Vandal Savage, but Vandal Savage lives through time. He can't decide to go back and forth. So I think that's what helps Kang kind of pop out from other time traveling characters is that he is always going to be relevant but unfortunately because of his relevancy and people wanting to play with him he has a ton of back issue baggage that's caused him to be other characters but yeah i I, like i said he was the easy way out but i think he'll be the worthwhile way out and also if this ever became a thing it'll help uh sell so you know you can't hurt when you bring in an a-list character
0: (laughs) that's right that's absolutely right uh all right good choices there chris
1: All right. So what about you, Mitch? What adventure will you be taking us on?
0: All right. So uh, if you've listened to this show in the 207 issues that we've done so far, uh, plus all the uh, extra, You let it
1: slip. He said 700. That means you are a time traveler, oh, Mitch. <laughs> oh,
0: maybe. Just maybe. I am the, the time trapper in the story. Uh, no, in the 200 plus issues of our of our show that we've done you have known that i am a big fan of the mc2 so uh we are going to marvel 982 i believe is what they've designated that uh particular um marvel universe and uh to do so we're going to talk about the x people that's who's my legion the X people—it's the future version of the X Men. I'm—I'm uh, I'm guessing nice. in, in the '90s we went they were trying to make it a little bit more inclusive. So uh, instead of just being X Men, they're X people, uh, which was a great crew. i, I really enjoyed it. You had uh, actually there was actually I don't remember too much of who actually was on the X people other than Jubilee was the. The leader of the group. Um, you had. Yeah, finally S- grew up. <laughs> you had Simeon, if I remember, which I I I, I assume was a version of uh, Beast, so to speak. Um, you also had, I believe, a character named Punch on the team. Do you? Do you? Let me see if I can pull this up. X people.
1: The uncanny X people, right?
0: Yeah, X people, Marvel. Uh. Gee, it's not. And of course, it's not pulling up now. There we go. X people Marvel Uh, Earth 982. Yeah, I was correct. Um, we have yeah, you have punch and let's see members Jubilee Simeon Angry Eagle Torque Spanner and push not punch Uh, Spanner, which seems kind of funny because isn't like Spanner just another word for wrench if you're overseas. Uh but sure. <laughs> these these would be your, your Legion characters, and then they are going to since the MCU already kinda exists in its own pocket universe, kind of the same way that Superboy existed in a pocket universe in the story that we had, uh, they are gonna be my Legion. They are gonna go back in time and they are going to interact with baby spider girl of the MC two. Or not Baby Spider-Girl. You know, younger version. So, you have Mayday Parker. But, because of Strife, who has been messing around. Yes, Strife, the clone of Cable, not necessarily has his own time travel powers, but Cable has him through technology. Why can't Strife have it, right? He he has all the same powers of Cable, just no (laughs) techno-organic virus. So... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that he's he's able to time travel. He stole some equipment from Cable. Uh, he has been messing with the MC2 since the beginning. Uh, he you know maybe even created it himself. And because of Mayday Parker getting messed with uh, at a young age, that's how we get the the uh, MC2. What was it? The What if? uh M- Mayday Parker was no, wasn't Spider Man's daughter it didn't die is that what it was yep. yeah. yeah so he created that which then caused uh what was the new spider girl's name anna anime anna to be not created or created so that's my other that's my superman to this story is anime we're going to have the two spider girls team up or spinneret if you want to call anime spinneret instead of uh uh, Spider-Girl. But the two of them did show up together in the Spider-Girl's shoot-off of spider gennon 2, I want to say, or is it spider- just spider Gwen?
1: Oh, gosh. It was... Um, I think it was just spider Gwen.
0: Yeah, which was the second Spider-Verse story or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, the, the idea there is that instead of having to say goodbye to just made a parker our spider boy in the story the whole mc2 dimension has to say goodbye so we are going to have our uh anna may say goodbye to what she is now considered a sister and a another world that is something that she might have felt more not more accepted into but like the, the world that the mc2 exist in definitely embraces the mutants more than the version that we got in uh what was that storyline called it was um it was re- renew our vows world so uh because yeah. we had we had that one villain that killed just about everybody right
1: yeah, replicant or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Killing them and then stealing their powers.
0: <laughs> so that would be my story. I mean, it's not too elaborate, but uh, strife uh, being in there as an X Men villain and and the X people and seeing how that all turns out. I mean, I think I, I think I would love to see the last story of the of the MC two be played out.
1: Well, I like this too because so that's the that's the thing about Superboy. That I think John Byrne didn't understand is, it's not that Superboy was relevant. It's that Superboy, Superboy was us. You know, that's the comic we want to read to feel closer to Superman. Superboy could make the mistakes. And again, when MC Two was out, we were younger. You know, this was definitely like I think it, for us as fans, it was exciting to see. The birth of a universe you know it's like oh cool like you know having that issue of what if is so exciting because i'm like i have you know the first appearance of mayday as a spider woman um and i love the fact that like i like the fact that strife could be part of the origins of this universe because having read um x-men the extinction agenda strife is kind of a sad villain He didn't ask for it. You know, he, he's sympathetic. It's like, Hey, I just wanted to exist. And I think it's neat because strife and cable are, you know, the same person. It's just a series of events that change things. So I like the idea that spider girl mayday and spinneret kind of play that too so i think that could be some kind of like weird twisted fun for strife to be like hey i know exactly what one of you is going through you know (laughs) uh granted that's probably more a cable x-man kind of thing true but it's still fun and i mean i don't know the the whole universe of mc2 is exciting um i do remember the x people i wasn't because so it looks like they first appeared in the uh j2 book so that wasn't one of the ones i was buying i think i just bought the avengers next book because that's all i could afford at the time as a kid But, man, that was such a fun universe. Uh, It was exciting because when people would appear, something would happen. And you're like, wait a second, you know, how did, uh, you know, why does uh, Professor X wind up in a robot's body or, or, you know, whatever shenanigans they created. So it was so cool. And then you'd have these characters and you're like, well, how are they related? You know, like, obviously, Simeon is, you know, beast-like. So the question is, okay, does he have any ties to Hank McCoy? So I think that would be fun you'd get me to buy it because you've got the mc2 right there it's like okay i want to see like what's going to happen and especially if you're billing this as the last story where they're getting put in your pocket it's kind of like oh my gosh you know like this this is something that would hit those heartstrings it would definitely tug well
0: uh i would i i I forgot to say my story i guess would be called the hero's time forgot uh but we could definitely in 2023 which is two years from now would be the 25th anniversary of that storyline of the MC two. I think, uh, I think it's, it's right for uh, Marvel to do something with it. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, that's perfect timing. So there you go. You've got a, you've got a tag Tom DeFalco <laughs> in this, when we post this episode, cause he has a lot. I mean, the man did, he did a lot to help keep this book. So Tom DeFalco, Tom Bevroot, gentlemen, help us. <laughs> By the power of two Toms, we want to make the MC2 universe live once again.
0: <laughs> who who did write Renew Your Vows?
1: Oh, Renew Your Vows. Um, I don't know. I can't Jeez. I know that came out of Secret War. It looks like I don't remember who wrote it.
0: It looks like writer was Dan Slot. So I don't know. Get maybe get him involved too. Uh, I'm sure
1: he's down to play.
0: Yeah, who who else, who who would you love as a writer to see tackle the MC2 as a, a, a revival or at least the last story of the MC2? Who's working right now? Please don't say Johnny Cates. I, I love at, Donnie Cates, but he just does too much. Oh, already. I was actually. <laughs>
1: I was actually going to say Donnie Cates just because he has a history though like he when he comes in he gives a depth to his characters fair um, so it would be wild you know but okay I guess in that regard um, I mean Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning I'd love to get those two guys I I hope I wouldn't be overstepping my bounds but it'd be great to reunite those two because when they work together they do magic so that'd be kind of cool to get those two guys like hey let's Let's mend the bridges and let's make some amazing comics. I think that would be great. Um, I almost wanted to say Peter David, but then I remember what he did to Scarlet Spider. So <laughs> I don't want to see that happen to my, my beloved MC2. Um, and, you know, this is a wild card. I mean, I, I think of it more for DC, but he's got a soft spot in my heart. But it'd be kind of fun to say, what if Dan Jurgens came over?
0: Ooh, I I could dig that. So then, that that's my story. Other than yourself, who would you love to see write the the adventures, the further adventures of Dan or Vance Actrovic?
1: So this one, I think I would really have to call at least for sure Dan Abnet, uh, just because they did a book called Guardians Three Thousand. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Dan Abnett was a part of it. I don't know if it was Andy Lanning as well. But those two could really get onto it. Um, And if not, I would really love to have Don, you mentioned him earlier, but Dan Slott, I think he would be great to come in and just like, okay, you know, I'll buckle my seatbelt, but everything is let loose. Let's see what happens. You know, what does this guy do? So I think that would be really fun to see him play in that universe.
0: All right. Well, there you go, folks. Those are our two stories, our versions of the next uh or our versions of the the hero the greatest hero of all time told by dc comics uh in the marvel universe uh if you have a better story or a different story or you want to talk to us about any of the comic books that things that we talked about today please uh come find me on twitter i am at gem g-e-m g-e-m stands for geek elite media chris where can people find you online
1: you can definitely find me on Twitter as well. My handle is stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D and then check out geekly for my writings as well as a I P T comics.com for my reviews.
0: The rest of geekly media is at Geekleap media on Twitter at Geekleap media on Instagram and facebook.com forward slash geekly media is our Facebook page. As Chris mentioned, check out our website geekly for archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. Check out our Patreon page. There are we Chris and I did a whole rundown of episode two of Loki that is available only to our patrons. So please, patreon.com slash Geekleap Media. And if you listen to us on a podcast, for an
1: extra $10. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, for an extra $10, Mitch and I will come over and directly explain it to you. <laughs> uh,
0: and if you listen to us as a podcast, whatever podcatcher you use, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. Next week we are going to be starting our Black Widow month because a Black Widow movie is supposedly finally coming out. So, <laughs> if you want oh, to get that's right, check your multiverse fans. <laughs> get uh, uh, if you want to get ahead of it, uh, come come listen to us next week. But until then, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network, saying always remember to geek out out this concludes our broadcast Beep.